Hello and welcome back. It's been a while. In the time that we've been away, a lot has happened. The first half of the IPL went down in India, and we are convinced that our boys RCB are going to win the title easily. Chelsea won the Champions League against all the odds, and England lost the Euro final to Italy on penalties. For our takes on this and a lot more, keep listening to the Gully Scorecard podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Gully Scorecard podcast, um, everyone. Uh, this is our seventh consecutive upload in a row. We've not missed a single day. Uh, yeah. So how have you been, Nikhil? How's it been? It's this is like this is it's like we've never spoken over this these months that we haven't recorded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! It's it's been really like I don't remember when our last episode was. I, I oh I do I remember it must our last have been episode. In yeah, I remember the title as well. I actually now remember. It was about Chelsea going to shit, which is very ironic, which we'll get to later. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a very long time and we will start off by talking about, about us. So I'll start talking about me. Um, Since that podcast episode aired, Nikhil was here for a long time because of um the pandemic. And then he went back to US for his college and all. And he'll talk about that. And I was still here. I watched Prem... I stopped supporting Arsenal. <laughs> I, I I I don't like football, but I still watch it whenever I have to. And I'm going to college. I'm I'm finished my first year. I'm going to college next in hopefully in another month. And yeah, that's what I've been doing. There have been a couple of lockdowns, but I've survived them. But yeah, we're going good. We're going good. What about you, bro? Yeah, I mean, um, pretty much the whole reason why we stopped recording was because of the time difference. I think. I mean, we couldn't. I couldn't find much time in my schedule to you know record and not time but that in the sense where we both overlapped in our schedules i mean we kept in touch and stuff it's not like we lost touch like that i still speak to speak to him almost every day but it's just we couldn't find time to you know because this, this stuff takes time and i couldn't really find time like overlapping time for us to record yeah i mean um yeah i mean i went back to college this for the last four-ish months um I attended online online class, but from there because I couldn't really deal with um, having to stay up till eight fucking a.m. every day. It was yeah, it was not fun. So I went there. I had a good time, um, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy that I'm at least trying to start, you know, getting back into the groove of things. Um, yeah, with regards it's to good. This. It's good, man. It's good. I'm happy we're back with the podcast as well, and you know back recording getting into everything again you're also back in india now and you know we're meeting up whenever we can okay that's enough about us i know you don't want to hear about us you only yeah. care about the i survived i didn't i didn't have to go through the second wave in india which was good <laughs> I, nice I skipped that you're fucking flexing on me i got my vaccine late this guy is roaming around <laughs> on campus with no mask <laughs> yeah it was good fun it was good fun and yeah i mean there was there. I mean, it's not like we weren't keeping in touch with the sporting action and whatnot. So yeah, that we watched, but we just didn't talk about it. Yeah, essentially, like I mean, we. I mean, I had nothing else to do but watch, and you know, yeah, it was good. It was good in terms of what we watched, and <clears throat> okay. So we'll get into first about some sports, 
I know Nikhil wants to talk about this very, very urgently. So uh, I'm not even going to mention what it is. I'm just going to let him like, you know, go ahead with whatever he wants to say about this. <laughs> go ahead. Like who would have thought? Who would have thought? No, eh, there were so many doubters. So many people said so, so much shit. Like, I don't care what you say. Chelsea are the best team in Europe now. They, whether on paper it might not seem like that. I mean, people judge the Champions League on based on like who's the best team in Europe. We won the Champions League, so technically we're the best team in Europe. Can you dispute it? I can't dispute it because you'd like, like you'd like to. I'd like to, but like I mean, I watched I watched all the CL matches and like y'all y'all were the better team whenever you won the games. Like it was not like you know you played bad and you snuck out a victory. You dominated Man City, dominated Real Madrid. You did all the right things, started the right players, can't it bad the form of his life. Oh. So I can't take anything away from it. I'd let Kante have my kids too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He, he he was too good. Like jokes aside, I mean you even me, like you gotta be deluded to think that Chelsea would have won the Champions League. Especially with the way it was going in Jan when we pretty much left left um stopped recording. Lampard was still the manager. Thomas Tuchel, I mean He's 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 a magician, man. The 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 things he implemented once he came in was well. I wasn't a fan of it. Um, it isn't the expansive, fast football that I like seeing. But I mean, it works. It gets you results, and at the end of the day, that's what matters. And you know, we have something to show for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all you need in football, really. Like, you need something to show for, you know, how well you've played. And some teams don't have that. And the teams that do are the ones which are talked about. And that's what Chelsea is going to be. This squad in the next 10 years or whatever. If Even if people don't remember them for winning, you know, consistently, they'll remember that, oh, that one season where Chelsea, against all the odds, won the Champions League after sacking the manager. So, it's a great story. Great story. Yeah, it's a great story. It's a great narrative. For, I mean... People clown Werner Havertz and how expensive they are. Uh, at the end of the day, they have a Champions League medal and a lot of players won't get that in their lifetime, no matter how good they are. And, I mean, dude, Havertz scored the winning goal. He might not have had the best season, but he has a Champions League medal. He has a Champions League winning goal. So, Yeah, I mean, it's all you need, man. And about like Werner and Havertz as well, we touched upon them before the we stopped, like, um, making episodes like both of us were disappointed in how the seasons were going and they both turned it around which was very very good for Chelsea not good for me because I didn't like it at all but good for Chelsea <laughs> yeah I mean I, I don't even want to talk about the aftermath of Chelsea winning the Champions League with, in terms of me like with me like yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> yeah bro we'll just, we'll just skip over that the fact that do we, we have a group on Instagram with like me, Nikhil and Paitosh, who's our friend. This guy didn't text for two days. We thought he got alcohol poisoning and died. Like he just did not text for two days after they won. And we were like, why the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time. I mean, realistically, when is this going to happen again? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something to celebrate, you know. Um, more recently, the Euros concluded. Italy mm-hmm. won the Euros. Mm-hmm. Um, who we probably would have considered a dark horse before going into the tournament, but didn't really give them a chance to win, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Like, Italy always, it felt like they had the squad, but they didn't have that last push. And then this season, 
it it's still nobody thought that they would like win it because like you know they didn't have that every team has like one star player who you can think of like when you think about Belgium it's De Bruyne we think about England it's like Kane, Grealish, Sterling, Mountford, and all of them. You think about like someone like France it's you know Mbappe, Pogba, but Italy never had that guy and somehow they had enough enough like you know guys around instead of one big guy and that's what won for them in the end. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely they. Roberto Mancini has done it. He done it at City before. Considering the fact that they didn't qualify for the World Cup in 2018, to turn it around and win the Euros is it's a pretty big, pretty big deal, dude. I mean, that kid, what's his name? Um, Chiesa. He's going to be a star. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was really good. That, that, he was brilliant. Um, Jorginho, my guy, turned up. Um, what's the left left back's name? Spinazzola, I think. Uh yeah, Spinazzola. Yeah, he got the Achilles, right? Yeah, he got the Achilles in the semi-finals. But apart from that, he was brilliant throughout the throughout the um, tournament. The two centre backs, um, Chiellini, Bonucci. I mean, you can't say enough about those two. There. Uh, did you hear? The, did you see the quote? What did he say? What did he say? I know. I know Bonucci better than my wife, something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I read that, yeah, I read that, I read that. I mean, fair play, man, fair play. Yeah, fucking, imagine, imagine how his wife feels, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's so sad, man, it's so sad. I mean, I feel happy for them because, like, I mean, obviously, Chiellini's and both of them have won things at, like, you know, the club level, but, like, Italy winning the Euros after, like, 2000, after the 2006 World Cup, they just, they lost the finals to Spain in 2012. They didn't qualify the World Cup 2018, like you said, and turned it around now against England, who were basically the favourites since the start. Like, they're the best squad on paper. Everyone had them as favourites. Nicola and I didn't want them to win. We watched the finals together, rooted against them, and celebrated very nicely. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. Oh, I was so happy when England lost. <laughs> it's just their fans are are dicks. Like they aren't good people. I mean, some of, I heard some stories about some of the fans beating up Italian fans outside the stadium. Like what even, man? Yeah, it was it was very sickening. It was very sick. I mean, like we saw, like while we were watching the match itself, itself, we got like videos of them doing that. And in general, England fans are just annoying. Like nobody wants to listen to you saying it's coming home over and over again every exactly. national tournament. Like it's it's fine. Get over it. You've never won the Euros. Nobody fucking cares. Go on. Like you know, celebrate your friendly wins. Celebrate all that shit. Just the big the big game isn't for you. That's all I'd say. Yeah, I mean, see, I can. As much as I hate to admit it, they have a great team. They have a great squad. Um, but as good as he did, you got to have the right manager, honestly. I mean, to be to have people like Grealish and Sancho and Rashford on the bench and stuff, I get it. You have a lot of talent. But to still start to holding midfielders like Phillips and Rice with that much talent, you could have won that game. Yeah. For sure, they could have. I mean, even though Rice was good in the final, like, they should have attacked more. Like, they had so much talent. You have, like, the the creme of the crop in terms of Prem players, English Premier League players who are in their prime right now. And you're still not using that talent, keeping it on the bench. Like, Foden, we fucking barely played. And he's, like, probably the best young player in the fucking league right now, on par with Mount. And he didn't play. It was weird. Yeah, it was sad. It's sad. I mean, I, I get it. There was... His... A multitude of choice and you're spoiled for choice but i mean 
I mean, with that much talent, you got to... I mean, the one, maybe one convincing game that they had was against Ukraine. I mean, it was Ukraine, dude. Like, what do you fucking expect? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they, Denmark hands up like they were a great squad, but you nearly lost to them. You took it to extra time. Um, Germany, Germany, they were good, actually. Germany, they were, they were, they were, they were pretty decent. But yeah, I mean, I, I was happy when they lost. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy. I was happy when they lost, but I was also happy when they beat Germany because I hate Germany. And I mean, I'm not gonna get into why, but yeah, I hate Germany. Um, that, that, that's for your reasons, personal reasons. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fuck the final. Let's talk about the one match, which was probably the best match of the tournament: France versus Switzerland, round of sixteen. Okay, Nikhil, you start. I'll go after you. Nikhil, you start. Thoughts on the match? Fam, that that game was fucking insane, dude. Like, I I mean. I don't even know what to say. Like, it's probably one of the most exhilarating games I've seen in my life. You got, you had everything. You had, um, you had bangers being scored. You had comebacks. You had probably the star of the next generation having a dreadful performance. You had underdogs progressing past the world champions. Like, what? There's so much. There was so much to it. I mean, it was a, it was a great narrative. Yeah, and like there were like as you we have missed penalties as well in regular time when like you know <clears throat> uh, Switzerland were one uh, one nil up and they missed a penalty to go two nil up and eventually went three one down. At that point, I was like, yeah, this is France's game, and I had a bet riding on that game as well, which got fucked. So <laughs> I, I didn't like that part of it, but yeah, apart from that, it was a very it was an insane game. I like about the penalty shot as well. I told Nikhil this. I told many of my friends this about Mbappe in particular. This miss will define his career in more ways than people think, or maybe even he even thinks right now. Because look at everything about Mbappe, he's had success since he came onto the scene. Like he had the breakout season in Monaco where he was fabulous. He scored, yeah, he scored at fucking Etihad. He scored at the Borussia State Dortmund Stadium. He scored everywhere he went. He scored in the semis against Juve as well. Their Monaco's only goal. Then he has the move to PSG, he has the World Cup and he has successful seasons at PSG. But then the roadblock comes 2020 Champions League final. Horrible performance, misses a one-on-one against Neuer. Or it was not one-on-one, like sort of, you know, a close-range shot against Neuer. Loses the final. Yeah, loses the final. And then you go to this Euros, 2020 Euros. He has a chance to, you know, winning penalty for France. Or, or whatever, equalizing, winning, whatever the fuck the penalty was. Just to like not lose the game, keep them alive, take a penalty, score a penalty. You're one of the best players in the world and he misses it. And from this point on, he has to choose whether he lets that miss dictate his career in terms of, oh my God, I missed this. It's going to be like, you know, something, a monkey on my back for the rest of my life. I can't deal with it. Or is he going to take the next step and, you know, say, okay, now from here on, it's only up. I've been, I've been in the depths. I've been down. I've lost CL final, been ashamed in the Euros. He should think like, it can't get worse than this. I have, I have to be better than this. <laughs> and he goes up. And he's, he, I mean, the rumors that came out that he wants to leave PSG, good decision. That's, he should have done that probably a year back, but good decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. Like, he's had so much success early on in his life. Um, World Cup winner won whatever the fuck, the young player award at the World Cup, whatever that's called. He won that. Um, youngest player to score score in the final along with Pele. Like he had so much success early on in his career. Um, the one thing holding him back, of course, is the Champions League. He hasn't won that yet. And I think he, I, I, I in my opinion, I, I, I think he, I think he'll bounce back from it. Um, 
I know that's what, that's the narrative people want. But I also think it won't happen immediately. I feel like this dip might prolong for a while. Like, I don't think he, I don't think at PSG, I don't think PSG is the right place for him anymore. If I, I, I don't know. Because he's got, he's got the supporting cast for him to be a star. But eventually, I feel like PSG, when people like Neymar and stuff fade away, he he needs to be the star. And Neymar isn't going away for maybe a good five years now. And for Mbappe to like push on his legacy, I feel like he needs to be the star. And with people like Hazard and Benzema fading out, I think Madrid, he will be the star. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, Mbappe has to be the star in a team. Like, he's one of the premier players in the world. And, you know, just not to derail off too much, but, like, um, in in the in terms of basketball and in the NBA, you have some players who are much better on their own than when they are with, a, like, you know, a, a teammate who's equally as good or better than them, which is what, like, that's the syndrome Mbappe is in right now. Can he perform with someone who is as good as him or maybe even better than him in, like, in terms of Neymar. So, yeah, that's the thing. That's what I that's what I think Mbappe needs to figure out in his career, whether he needs a co-star or he needs to be the star. Yeah, I think for his personal success, he needs to be the star. That's, uh, and that's, how it's, that's how it's worked for at least the top, top players. Ronaldo's been the star everywhere he's went. I, I guess he was groomed well at United with... with with United having so much talent and so many, so much experience as well. He was groomed well. And then at Madrid, he became the star, even though the supporting cast was, was stars in themselves. You need to be the best. Mbappe, I mean, it's tough to outshine Neymar. Only be, only Messi can do it. Yeah, I mean, it's not not a many people can outshine Neymar. At one point, he was like top three players in the world. Of course, now he's at like you know off and on, been injured a lot, and but I mean, it's hard, it's hard. Anyways, that was nice, nice seeing. It was nice seeing France get knocked out, but also like it was bittersweet in terms like I was nice seeing an underdog go through, but also like everyone wanted to see like a France England final or something like that. That would have been poetic. Oh but, yeah, I would have. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy England lost, but I would have wanted to see England get smashed. <laughs> Yeah, that would have definitely happened. That would have definitely happened. Anyways, um, speaking about Messi, he finally has an international trophy under his belt. Yes, sir. I am so happy for. I mean, I've. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I've been a huge Messi fan over you know anyone else. Like I feel is for me, he's the greatest to ever. The lace of football, lace football boots. But yeah, I'm so happy seeing him win a final for his uh, for a national trophy for his country. It was just amazing, and like you could see every single player on that pitch wanted to win it for him, which is something you very rarely see in a team sport. Like everyone fighting for just like everyone obviously wanted to win it for Argentina, but like they knew what was riding on this. Like Messi doesn't have that many chances to win an international trophy after this like of course yes copa happens way too often but still he does he he happen, he doesn't have that many chances and i was very very happy for him and you know what like the thing was in argentina the in the like local in the country people obviously regard the national trophy as the highest thing like you can win a fucking sextuple at barcelona 
you they won't care as much you can be the best player in the world they, you can win six pounders they won't care as much but that's why maradona won them i think two world cups and that's why he's regarded yeah. as you know the greatest like you know he, he did it he, he took us to the fucking pinnacle he took us where we wanted to be and messi could never do that he came so close in 2014 he was just let down by many of his teammates so many times and then 2018 sorry 2021 he has a chance to you know break the duck of argentina not winning the copa and he does it by having a historic season with like the most goals most assists most chance created most man of the match everything he had the whole fucking bag and he just he just he just won him man i'm so happy for him yeah for anyone that wants to say that he was carried by his teammates i mean clearly not like i guess in you i'm like it's difficult for me to recollect but ronaldo during the euros uh, 2016 when they won he wasn't as influential as how messi was for argentina um this copa america so i mean i i don't see any debate to be honest like it's ronaldo i'd say he's the big game player um but i uh, you know who chris md is right yeah 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 so for anyone who really knows football it it isn't a debate like anyone who thinks ronaldo is better is either a madrid fan a united fan or they don't know like or they're just going off hype right like yeah. it, it's it's evident like ronaldo the, the attributes that messi possesses um it's yeah you you we will never see someone like that again ronaldo you can you can it's of course i'm not saying it's it's easy but the physicality the persona the charisma that can all be replicated not replicated but it can it'll come again right what messi does with the ball you'll never see again Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like for me, the thing is, when I if I want to watch someone as good as Ronaldo is, I'd watch Messi over him. Even if Ronaldo, like I would watch Messi over him any day. Like I'd watch him tear up defenses on his own, just dribbling past everyone, doing whatever the fuck he does, and managing to score however he does. I mean, it's just insane, man. I'm just I feel blessed to be in an era where you can watch both of them. I mean, there's no disrespect to Ronaldo. We obviously respect like you know how great he is, but. It's like we're just blessed in to be in an era to watch them play and watch Messi play in particular. Like you never, it's hard to see this again. Like you're never going to see someone with this consistency. Like he scored like forty-five, fifty goals a year for his career. That's like his average, which is insane. insane. That's insane. Dude. Like I'm just thinking about it now. Forty-five goals a year. Once a year he scored ninety. <laughs> Oh sheesh, man, that's unfair. That's oh. abs- and they've they've raised the bar in terms of how many goals you should score in a season. Like before, if you score twenty to twenty three, yeah, that's a good season. Like you, you know, you've done well. You scored over twenty goals. You probably have. It's like a breakout assists. season, you know, for these yeah. kids. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. They've raised the bar so high. Like now, if you don't get a thirty goal season, like you're just oh, he underperformed. He got only twenty eight. Or like, man, they've raised the bar to levels which it never should have been at. See the the real like thing that I that makes me that I can relate it to is not related to but uh, like you know compare the standards like Messi when he has a thirty goal season people are like he's underperformed like they he himself has raised his own standards and then you people there are people who have the audacity to compare him to you know. some of the new the younger players like Haaland and Mbappe and stuff like they're great players right but you have to understand you, you compare these players on different skills and different standards 
sure yeah, they have talent and what not many goals but the 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 level at which the level at which messi is at um it's different you can't i it's it's ridiculous to even try and compare yeah i uh, definitely like um in terms of the standards like consistency wise how he's performed over his career like the only you can call players great if they perform for a season but calling players truly generational is when they do it over the number of years that they have done it which is you you never see that you see that like once in 50 years you don't see that every day like when has messi had a dip like when did he when has he been off color never never nothing that i remember when it's ridiculous like to repeatedly do that that's i mean you don't throw around the word goat i mean even though we do <laughs> <laughs> but he is the goat bro like you can't if you think ronaldo is better i'm sorry you're just biased it's like yeah our friend baitosh is not going to listen to this podcast now <sighs> he's a huge ronaldo fan he, he's a clown i mean exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay baitosh he's he's a he's a real madrid fan like yeah, i said Uh, I mean he's not he's his fandom is very you know it's very weird I mean, that's in, that's another whole topic episode if you you can meet us if you want to know about him <laughs> that's all we'll say okay anyways fuck um leaving for from messi moving on to some teams which messi has fucked repeatedly in his life yeah i was going to mention that actually like initially um, you were like we've seen messi tear up our clubs hmm. like and your club in particular Oh yes sir. I mean not my club anymore, my former not club. Anymore. Former <laughs> club. Former club. Yeah. See. The Arsenal yeah. documentary it has so many it has so many attributes to it that just baffles me. Like I get it, but I also don't get it. Like I'll say I'll say this. It's one of the worst PR moves that this club has has made in a long time because you do not want spotlight on you when you're trying to rebuild from eighth place. Nobody wants to see that shit. Like if you're on the brink of winning something, like Spurs just came off a Champions League final lost. Okay, I get that. Make a documentary about how you want to build on that. You're building off eighth place and a Europa League semi final loss to Unai Emery. Nobody wants to see that. Just fix you, your fucking club and then do a documentary. What really shouts integrity and definition of a football club is great making a documentary after you've lost to your former manager who you clowned consistently every single week. <laughs> Man, that was the funniest shit ever. Oh my it, it's, god. It's it's poetic. It's poetic like You guys clowned. I'm. I mean, not you clowned him as well. Of you've course. given. You've given up. Like I'm not even talking about you and this. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like Arsenal fans in general. You clowned the guy, and rightfully so. He wasn't good by any means. Right? You clowned him consistently every every week after you guys had a dreadful loss to a mid-table club. Like nothing gives me more joy than seeing Arsenal lose to a mid-table club. It's so funny. <laughs> they like they themselves turn into a mid table club but yeah and then you you and then you like okay the owners don't give us any money fine whatever 
you that you can argue over that but sure I'll, you can accept it you then go and lose to 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 your former manager's team who have barely have any stars let me be real like they're a good team right but they're nowhere near the caliber that arsenal have right you go and lose to them in a european semi final with everyone watching you like man the lights shine bright it's only for some people and there is not a single person in the arsenal squad who can withstand those bright lights not a single soul nobody absolutely nobody not from our team captain to our team kit man none of them can do it it's it's horrible that team like, is just horrible which one of those players i mean like i guess saka can but which which one of those players can really hold their head up with pride saying yeah i played for arsenal football club like people don't understand the the history that this club has with players like bokamp and andri and you know viera these the players with this kind of class like world class players you can't like i know people throw around the phrase um, or the term world class a lot nowadays but these were genuinely world class players like like they made their mark they they put their footprint on football history i mean now you've got players that are memed yeah memed, like like on a serious note i love i love memeing arsenal players don't get me wrong <laughs> but like, but it's sad and some of you got if you really think about it, it's sad like some of the players that that they're recruiting like who wants to go to arsenal now nobody nobody unless you want to be part of a circus like you have a humili- unless you have a humiliation kink you're not going to arsenal that's the only way you're going to arsenal like there's no other way it's like it's the, not attractive the only way the, the pull I, the only pull i see for arsenal is kids that you know um think of arsenal of back think of arsenal of what it was back in the day like i mean even then they're not that dumb anymore like they know that this club doesn't have any plan the owner them himself doesn't have any plan it's his insurance policy you know like arsenal he's he's busy with the rams and stuff the la and what not he's made a huge stadium there and what not but you guys moved to the emirates to you know like i remember someone saying to compete with the likes of bayern munich and then you got slapped 5-1 continuously Oof. man is unbelievable and also like you brought up about the young kids who will probably want, or the only people who want to join time is running out like it's been 17 years since our last title and probably 15, 18 years sorry uh, 14 years since our last title proper you know serious team series all series teams title challenge and kids grow up like a 17 year old now is not only maybe like a 23 year old might a 25 year old might remember the glory days of arsenal a 17 18 19 year old is not going to remember shit he's just going to remember the fucking mikitarian era arsenal or the fucking you know sanogo as striker jiru missing clear cut <laughs> chances era of arsenal they're not going to remember the glory days nobody's going to join you like does, does that really stamp your legacy is that really the name you want to make it, make for yourself like i don't know if these owners really know the the depth of history that this club has they might know and because they've read it somewhere but if they really understand but that that's also the problem with of that a problem that has developed in football where you're letting business owners take over the clubs but that's a different 
um, topic in entirely. But yeah, apart from that, what else has been foot football wise? Not much. No, nothing else. Nothing that was standing out really in terms of football that happened. Oh yeah, there's on. yes. A point that I wanted to make with regards to the Arsenal documentary. I don't know if you agree with this or not entirely, but I'd say. Like when you watch this, you you saw the Spurs documentary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, once, as much as you can clown them for celebrating sixth and whatnot, when they qualified for the Europa League at the end of the documentary, you you turn to like the players. Like you kind of want them to do well. In some ways, you can think of it being like, okay, they the Ars- the Arsenal players have fallen out of favor with the fans, right? To get that respect back, maybe you can show them the inside of their lives, make it a bit tragic, you know, to have some sympathy, evoke some sympathy, I guess. I guess, but like, the thing is, at the end of the day, if you, uh, see, the thing with Spurs was the reason people like, you know, sort of sympathize or empathize with them was because they're historically a losing club, like, and they reached heights as a Champions League final and then fell all the way back down. And, you know, <clears throat> somehow scrapped their way up back to sixth. With Arsenal, it's just, we were a losing club for the past four years. We're a losing club right now. We're nowhere near winning anything. If you want to see us lose and you're going to videotape it and then you want to feel sad for us, I don't know how much fans are going to feel anything towards that. Like, I don't think it's going to do anything to the fans. They're just going to be like, why are you showing us this? We want you to show us results, not... Pictures of you crying after bad results. That's not what we want to see. Do you think there's some sort of like motivation for the players? Some, maybe some sort of contract that they've got to perform well now because there's this documentary being made about them. Jesus Christ, bro. If, if you need that much motivation to perform, you this is not the yeah, job for you. This is not <laughs> the job. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Maybe that's, they actually want to make themselves look good. But then again, you're on the spotlight every week. Yeah. Anyways. Fuck football. Fuck football. Fuck football. Uh, moving on to a team that was doing well towards the start of the year. Our boys were playing well and playing well before the whole pandemic second wave hit. Um, yeah, what do you think of RCB's performance? Royal part? Challengers Bangalore. All I want to say is to all you motherfuckers who after last season said that Oh, y'all choked in the eliminator again. You're not going to make it back. That Don't was your say best that. chance Don't in UAE. Say that. Don't that say was that. your best chance. You're not going to do it again. Shut the fuck up. Look at this squad. Look at what we've built. Look at Mohamed Siraj. We're back. And I'm telling you, when this restarts in UAE in September, my word, we are going to, if not win, we are going to make the finals. I will give you my word guarantee for that. We are going to make the finals. This squad cannot not make the finals. I will tell you that much. I don't care if we lost the last two games, like before the everything got shut down. We were in a good run and we have the players to make the finals. And I'm very optimistic. Like You don't see me this optimistic on a podcast normally or anywhere in life. But I'm very optimistic for this one. And yeah, Nikhil, you say what you have to say. This is going to bite us in the ass, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Oh, okay. So, I mean, if you, if we lose the Eliminator again or some whatever the fuck, uh, this will be taken down. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Dude, yeah, I mean, jokes aside, we have great... I mean, 
for once, we actually seem like we have a bit of balance. Like for all these years that we watched RCB, we've always been top heavy. We've always been top heavy. We've been carried by our PR superstars, you know. Um, score two hundred one, two hundred for some game, blow out some team in the next game. We lo- we get forty seven and all out, and that, that's that's been our our narrative for the last how many ever years. But for once, with people with with actually the addition of Maxwell really helped, um, bringing a bit of depth to our batting. People like um, Dev Dutt giving us a good good foundation at the top so that people like A.B. De Villiers can play their game towards the end and we don't actually have to rely on just Kohli and A.B. anymore. Um, Mohamed Siraj has been a fine, one of the finds of the season. Um, not finds, I wouldn't say finds because he's been around for a while, but his 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 his, his, his turnaround, this, um, we clowned him actually a few months <laughs> last year for being for being one of the worst RCB bowlers, but he's really proven himself. Um, unlike Kamesh Yadav and one of them lot, he's really proven himself and his, you know, turnaround story is something I hope will continue. Yeah. And about Mohamed Siraj, like we had a whole, uh, almost an episode, like half an episode clowning him and we had a snippet as well where we edited clowns onto their face. I edited that image, so I will take full responsibility for that. But... That Australia series was phenomenal and that turned me into one of the biggest Siraj fans right now. Like, I've gone from hating that guy and labeling him as the worst RC bowler I've seen to being probably a, one of the biggest fans. I wouldn't say the biggest, like, because I don't know if there are other fans about him, but like, I'm a really huge fan of Siraj right now. And I, I was, and we'll get to the World Test Championship later and all, but like, I was campaigning for him to start that match. But yeah, he's been sensational for RCB right now. Yeah, I think I think it's just testament to how much of a, um, how how well he's been. He's you know turned him, turned his career around. Yeah, I'm one of his biggest advocates now. I think he's sensational with the new ball. Um, that game against KKR, KKR this season, he, he he ripped he ripped through their top order. I think there was one over. I think it was a double wicket made or something close to that, but he ripped through them and that and that really that told at least that was a defining moment for me. Like. Saying okay, yeah, this kid, this guy is here to stay. Like, this guy is is world class. I I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I definitely agree. He's world class, and the things he can do with the new ball are sensational. And another player who we signed but didn't expect to do well at all is Harshal Patel. What the fuck juice? What juice did he drink before this season? Fuck, he has smoked some shit and come for this season. But some, I want what he's on. <laughs> Like damn, like, <laughs> like okay. Don't get me wrong, right? He's been good. Right? He's taken mm. fuck ton of wickets, what not? He's come in clutch at the death. That's fine. I still don't completely believe in his abilities, cause like mm. he's he's been expensive. Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush here. No, but like I feel that the thing with him is he's turned into a reliable. I mean, let's we're not going to talk about the CSK game, but that's just a normally it was fixed. We don't care. Oh apart from that God. game, apart from that game, that was an anomaly. He has been 
um, probably along with I mean, Siraj is the most reliable death bowler, but right after him it's Harshal Patel. He's been consistently getting us wickets. His slow balls, his variations have improved. His line and length has improved. He knows where to bowl. When I mean comparing it to his first RCB stint, it's like a million times better. So I'll take what he's offering right now if he can keep it up in UAE. Yeah, if he can keep it up in grounds like Sharjah and stuff where the boundary is is very very small. I'll 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 be very pleased with his perform with um the way he's going about his business. If he can keep it up, yeah, that'd be great. Um, another person that has started to pick up form actually, but wasn't that great for us for in um in the first half of this IPL was um Chahal. He started to pick up a lot of form now in in Sri Lanka. I mean, then again, then a shit side, and we'll talk about that soon. But. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the standard. He wasn't up to the standard that he had set for himself, but since he's joined RCB. Yeah, I mean he's our all-time reigning wicket taker, and he just wasn't good enough this season so far. And picked up form. Hopefully, he can you know rally us to the title. I mean he's going to take us to the final anyway, but rally us to the title. So yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so I touched on us being in. Um, Sri Lanka, yeah, we've sent a second string squad there to Sri Lanka. I mean, rightfully so. We can talk. Yeah, you want to talk about this guy? What's his name? Uh, uh, what's that? Like the guy who made comments about um, sending be Arjuna Ran- Yeah, yeah, about him making comments about it being a disgrace that India sending and it shouldn't be allowed that. Us sending a second string squad shouldn't be allowed and whatnot. I mean, dude, you're you've got a, f- a few players missing. Fine, I'll give you that. But our B team, if not C team, has gone and have like we our B team has gone and beaten you in your at home. Right? If it's in India, sure, I get it. Sub, and it is subcontinent to be fair, but whatever. If it's in India, sure, I understand. Like, if you get beaten that badly, yeah, fine, whatever. You got spanked by England, and now you've been beaten by by a, a B team. For before making comments like that, try and implement this mentality, so or a different kind of mentality into your youth system. To bring up the players that you once did. Yeah. And the thing with Sri Lanka, it's so startling. Like, their fall... <clears throat> we talked about this, like, in person as well. Their fall from greatness has been insane. Like, they made back-to-back World Cup finals. They were making... I don't know if they made a World T20 final. They, maybe they did. Uh, they did. My mind. World they they did, beat right? us. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they, they did. They did. Yeah, they did. So, they were an insane team. And they went from like Sangha, Mahela, Jaisuria, um, Angelo Matthews, Kusal, I mean, not Sarah Pereira, all of those ballers, Murli Dharan, Kulisekara, all of them, to a bunch of scrubs who like can't even beat India. They let Deepak Chahar score 68, bro. Like, come on. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, that was the most baffling thing for me. Like, you've got... You, like, there is... A little bit of talent, right? But not nearly enough for you to be making these kind of comments on what we should do, right? 
sure maybe um for the viewership and stuff it's not good right not not a lot of cricket fans are going to go and watch some unknown sri lankan side play against our b team like like i get it but try and develop your players before making comments on who we should send yeah yeah man fuck fuck that series was just a, a very very fun but painful to watch in terms of how we beat them but yeah anyways from a series we won to a match we lost the world test championship oh. final i'll start on this one first of all i want to mention that i had high hopes going into the match because all of us the bowling did. unit looked good all of us did the bowling unit looked good new zealand did look good but i felt that you know since we are a really good team we should be able to beat them like we have set a standard for ourselves beating australia in australia back to back times now going against new zealand we have to do something and then the team news came out the team news it was fine the only problem i had was we were starting a lineup which had never played together before which is a recipe for disaster if you're playing it was like a one off game you you start your most familiar i know starting your best lineup i get that but if this team you don't know how balanced it is cuz they never played together and that's such a key component which we've touched upon with rcb as well we don't know the we didn't know the balance for so long we finally found the balance and we kept that consistency now when you find the balance with an indian team you can't just fuck with that balance just cuz you have all the players available you got to keep that balance and only then you can win games so that that's basically what i thought and yeah now you can go ahead with what you thought i i think form is a very you know undervalued or underrepresented term that people don't take seriously enough because it's extremely important like yeah you i mean half, half that squad didn't play in australia and i i just found that i see to be honest on paper right that like for any ideal scenario that would be our first team right yep but if we had if we had all of our players fit all throughout the year that would be our first team that would be the team that you'd select but kohli hadn't played down under bumrah didn't play down under um rohit played who else didn't play um who else didn't play jadeja played but was injured i think jadeja was injured halfway through jadeja was injured halfway through ashwin was injured halfway through bumrah was injured halfway through ashwin was injured halfway through um what else but yeah most of the team was like see i get the and one thing which both of us agreed on i agreed on before itself before the match was there itself that siraj should have played mohammad siraj should have played in england you saw the new ball swing he was getting on indian pitches and you give him a new ball that i, I don't know it was a duke's ball i think it was duke's but that ball in england you saw the dam what, what ball is it i'm pretty sure it was duke's Is Duke said, right? yeah. So that ball, you saw the damage Jameson did with it. I think Mohammad Siraj can't rattle the New Zealand order with that ball. He would definitely give us such a good boost with his bowling, and he should have played that match. Yeah, he adds a different. He has a, he adds an X factor for us. I don't understand why Ishan Sharma played um, as good as he's been for us throughout for how many ever years now. He's dusted. Same thing with Pujara. I don't think. he gives us enough for how much he takes um 
way uses up like he, like see don't get me wrong he's a warrior and what not right now i've been a fan of pujara but what are we what are we if you really look at it at least now what are we giving him praise for getting hit with the ball getting blows by people like mitchell stark and whoever the fuck pat cummins yes he i don't remember which test it was but he he did survive a while where which allowed rishabh pant to bat well but like if you really think of it as a batsman catering to his batting is he giving us enough i don't think so anymore yeah i'll agree i would agree with that yeah he the thing with him is he's good only if he's doing that thing with rishabh pant like if he's taking the blows and stemming the flow of you know australian attack but if he has to take us to victory i wouldn't give him the bat i wouldn't tell him to go score 150 and you know chase this for us or I, like that pressure responsibility comes sometimes in games when you don't expect it and if you and if you're not the batsman for that you shouldn't even be in the team everyone every single top order batsman should be able to take the game till the end and if you have a person yeah. coming at number 3 who can't do that i don't see why he's playing yeah i'd say things have changed dude like even in test cricket the, the amount of aggression like initially when i thought aggression wasn't always the best way but clearly rishabh pant has, has proven me wrong i think you, you got to give some of these some of these boys a chance like sky and i i bloody kl rahul should be batting in over there the guy the guy is a seasoned professional regardless of what you say about him playing only well in white ball the guy can bat right and at the end of the day you want to score runs the, the guy scores runs he scores runs for fun make him bat at 3 if you if you don't want to make kohli bat at 3 make him bat at 3 make like rahul bat at 3 what's I don't see see the issue there yeah it was just bad selection and bad implementation on the team's part and the whole organization it just it was <clears throat> it was just not right and hopefully you know we get another crack at this whenever it happens again i don't know what the schedule of this world test championship is but whenever it happens again if it happens again hope we get a crack at it yeah but also the rain didn't help i'll say that much the rain did no, not help how many days how many days were just chalked off and it became like a three and a half four day test in, in, in essentially it didn't help but like it's it's something we have to take with a pinch of salt but i mean it would have it wasn't good we shouldn't host it in england again i'll say that much the combination of rain and new zealand has has been our downfall the last two icc events oh my god don't even remind me man what that, that 2019 yeah, fucking semi that we should have had that world cup on lock Like now, even this T20, even this T20 World Cup, I just think England are too good. Yeah, yeah, they have such a good squad. Ridiculous, the depth on that squad. Half those players got COVID. They sent some second string squad to play against Pakistan, and they 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 plastered them. Like it was, it it was no competition. So yeah, England England are the favorites, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with that. England are an insane squad, insane squad, and like they have good depth as well. They can beat anyone on their day. They have players who can turn the match single-handedly. You know, they have the they have like I don't know. David Malan is still number one. Is he or is he number two? He, let me check. He probably might be, might be. I don't know. 
Yeah, Ajay, the number one, number two, a top T20 batsman in the world. I mean, of course, we have a great team. And on paper, this team should sweep every ICC event. Let's not go away from that. This team sweeps yeah. every ICC event on paper. We just have, we just lack the, we lack something. We lack something which winning teams have. We just lack that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's a, it's a case of too much talent. Like the selection is always going to be hard. I'm not saying the selection is no. You should. This is the squad that we play every time. I do agree with having to um, rotate players and whatnot. But I think we need to find. We need to get our best eleven in order. Yeah, we need to figure that out as soon as possible because this Tuesday World Cup is up for grabs. And yeah, we we definitely should be winning this one. It's in India, right? I have no clue. I have no clue. Well, this, this, this location shit has really fucked with me, bro. Because initially stuff is in India, and then some pandemic happens, and they're like, "Oh fuck, oh no, we can't host it there anymore," and they shift everything to like UAE or South Africa or something. Like, some I don't know new fucking happened. variant, bro. Some new fucking variant. Of- yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck that shit. I don't even want to mention it because we'll probably get flagged for saying it. <laughs> so I don't even want to say it. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, I, I hope you guys have, you know, enjoyed us being back um, for like the, the two of you listening. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, I mean, we, we hope to. We hope to keep, to keep this consistent, at least for the time that I'm here. And then we'll definitely, we'll be consistent this time. Um, I can assure you of that. Um, yeah, follow us on all our social media pages at the Gully Scorecard on Instagram. We'll be posting snippets if you aren't you know, um, willing to listen to us for this long. We have like two minutes snippets on Instagram that you can listen to. And yeah, at the Gully Scorecard, make sure you subscribe. Um, subscribe. Is that what they do on podcasts? Yeah, this you can subscribe and follow anywhere now. You can do anything you want, like, share, like, you know, download it. I don't know. I don't think you can download it, but like do whatever you oh, want, yeah. which makes you feel happy. <laughs> We're on YouTube as well. So I guess you can subscribe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Anyways, um, so, yeah. to end it, I will say that RCB 2021 IPL champs, don't forget it. And I'll also say that, okay, I'll, it's a bold statement, but I'll say it now. If RCB win the title this year, I will get... RCB tattooed on me if we win the title this year. I'll say that much. Clip that. Clip that. That'll probably be our snippet for this one. Clip that shit. Clip that shit. (laughs) Yeah. I'll hold you to your word on that one. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Um, If you have any suggestions on what you want us to record, let us know. Um, You have our socials. And yeah, we'll see you later.